Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Gabriel Shifton is with us today, uh, direct and live from London, England. Gabriel is the brother of Julian Assange, um, of whom all of you have heard me speak and heard our guests speak extensively lately. Yesterday and today were the final oral arguments in his final uh, appeal in his efforts to uh, uh, prevent extradition to the United States to be tried for a crime, which in my view, he didn't commit and, and under the law is impossible for the government to prove. But the government of the United States of America, starting in the Trump administration and continuing into the Biden administration, uh, is determined to uh, prosecute him. Gabriel, uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. You are uh, a filmmaker by uh, profession, you're accustomed to seeing uncomfortable things and putting them on film. What did you see and witness when you visited your brother last? Well, uh, in the prison system uh, and this endless uh, process, this endless legal process has been wearing him down uh, inside the prison. And it's, you know, to, to see somebody who, you know, I've known over the years who's um, you know, being so strong in the in the face of you know overwhelming uh, adversity when he's you know, publishing all, all these secrets and, and information uh, under you know in the Ecuadorian embassy where he spent seven years uh, you know monitored uh, inside that embassy, but continuing to publish to see him uh, you know inside a prison inside a maximum security prison, uh, it's heartbreaking. You know, it's, it's heartbreaking as his younger brother. Uh, going and going, visiting him and watching him deteriorate over the years, and and um, uh, yeah, become you know just more and more uh, you know just deteriorating and 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 being crushed by this um, endless is, legal. Is process. he is he held in a uh, facility where he has interaction with other human beings, or is he isolated? He's in his cell most of the time, Judge. He's in his cell most of the time. Uh, in in his current setup where he is, it's a maximum security uh, facility. Uh, there's no communal areas in the facility. Uh, so he spends most of his time uh, inside his cell. That being said, he does have uh, communication with his family. He, he sees his two small children uh, once a week, five and six uh, year old boys and his wife, Stella. And he gets phone calls uh, to my dad, John, and to his wife and his legal team. So he has this connection. Uh, with the outside world, um, that is his lifeline. He gets the support from his family that 
uh, keeps him going uh, inside, keeps him fighting. Uh, and if he's extradited, that that you know that'll just get cut off like that. Uh, he'll be put into uh, potentially put into Sam's special administrative measures, where all his communication uh, will be limited, uh, and he'll be put essentially in solitary confinement, which is what they do to these uh, you know national security espionage act cases. Uh, we're going to run a clip uh, of your brother. Uh, from 2018, an interview uh, on CBS News's uh, 60 Minutes. You tell me if the the brother that you saw last looks and sounds anything like this. Bradley Manning is a hero. We should just say it very, very clearly. We see him as someone who um, we have a shared uh, destiny with, uh, as someone who's alleged to be. Uh, one of our sources, we have some kind of duty of care uh, for him, absolutely. And that neo-McCarthyist absolute hysteria calling for my assassination, calling for the kidnapping of our staff, putting bills into Congress to declare all our staff enemy combatants that could be assassinated at will. I, I saw, I, I viewed that as redneck and, and rather than real. Well, it wasn't just the rednecks, that's the problem. So if, if you know these people... When they consider something as that serious, then all options are on the table. The time that uh, interview was made, uh, the Secretary of State was a man named Mike Pompeo. Mr. Pompeo is also a former uh, director of the Central Intelligence Agency, uh, who made it known that in his capacity as director of the Central Intelligence Agency, uh, he authorized plans to assassinate your brother. So there's no there's no exaggeration at all in what your brother is saying. And of course, the Bradley Manning of whom he speaks is the person who actually stole these military secrets, offered them to the New York Times. The New York Times didn't return his phone call and then offered them uh, to your brother. Um in my opinion, your brother is a national and international hero of extraordinary magnitude uh, and courage. Uh, but the British uh, government, whether it's conservative or, or labor, uh, and the British judicial system, once known for its independence but no longer, are, are lapdogs uh, to what the American government uh, wants. You have spent... Uh, the past two days in the courtroom. Your brother was not there. Why was your brother not there for what might be his last uh, hearing in London? Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 
Well, he wasn't he wasn't well over the last two days, Judge. So he he didn't he didn't attend he didn't attend in person, and he didn't attend via video link. Uh, so that that's really concerning to to us as his family, and just more of that evidence uh, that this system is you know wearing him down, uh, making his health you know really deteriorating his health and making it so uh, it's much harder for him to actually defend himself. Uh, so that's why he wasn't there. He, he was unwell. I'm not sure exactly what, what it was. He has had adverse health events in the past in the prison. Uh, he had a mini stroke inside that prison. So just hoping that it wasn't uh, something like that. But uh, very interesting that you brought up uh, Ex-Secretary of State, CIA Director Mike Pompeo, because uh, in the first day of the hearing, this is the first time the defence has actually been able to uh, bring up those plots uh, and and enter in them into uh, Julian's defence. There was a long section uh, about the political nature of the charges uh, against Julian because there's a carve-out in the extradition treaty saying that uh, you cannot be extradited uh, for a political offence or, or political charges. And so there was a long uh, presentation on uh, Mike Pompeo uh, how he, uh, under when he was director of the CIA, created this new uh, legal language uh, designated designating WikiLeaks a non-state hostile intelligence agency, uh, and how that sort of fed into the CIA, so they could begin clandestine operations uh, against WikiLeaks uh, without uh, congressional oversights. And they spoke to those plots that you 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 mentioned earlier: the plots to kidnap Julian, the plots to uh, rendition him. Uh, from the Ecuadorian embassy to the United States, the, the plots to uh, kill him. And one, I think the most interesting part to me is that uh, the plot to rendition Julian came, uh, was discussed at the DOJ with, with uh, you know, Pompeo's CIA. And uh, the DOJ responded by saying, you know, what are you going to do with him, uh, you know, once you get him here? You know, we don't have any, ch any charges in place. Are you going to put, you can't just put him in a black site. Uh, wait till we get some charges in place uh, and an indictment in place, uh, and then we can we can get him out of the embassy, and and that's exactly what happened. You know, the the DOJ uh, was weaponized uh, against WikiLeaks against Julian, and he was judicially kidnapped in 2019, yes. and has spent ever since been in a maximum security prison. But uh, today the uh, today the prosecution had a chance to. Uh, speak to those claims of the defence, and they, and they didn't address them at all. Uh, they, so they just let all those accusations uh, against Mike Pompeo and against the political nature uh, uh, of this prosecution, they let those stand. Are the uh, prosecutors in the courtroom uh, American prosecutors from the American uh, Department of Justice, or are they British prosecutors? No, they're British. They're British prosecutors, but they're working. Uh, they're working for the CPS and and the U.S. prosecutors. Uh, so there was U.S. Um, representation in the courtroom uh, uh, today and yesterday, uh, who you know uh, interact with these prosecutors uh, as they are uh, putting their cases to the judge. Gabriel, I'm stunned at what you told me because in in American oral arguments. If the defendant makes an argument and 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 has facts to back it up, and the government doesn't challenge those facts, the court has to accept the facts as true. Now that is a basic principle of law. I'm going to just guess. I don't know. I'm going to guess that that's also a principle of law in the British system, since our 
uh, system was created on the model of the British system as it existed 260 years ago, uh, but I don't know. Uh, Chris, I want you to run the very beginning of the tape we ran. I want to say something about uh, Bradley Manning, and I want the uh, viewers to be able to see who he is. So we'll just watch the first few seconds of the clips where it shows the soldiers. Bradley Manning is a hero. We should just say it very, very fellow with the eyeglasses, Bradley Manning, is the person who actually uh, stole this information and gave it to uh, Julian. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the law, you're going to say, well, he received stolen property. Well, yes, he did. But uh, for a journalist, that is absolutely protected under American law. The case, the leading case is the Pentagon Papers case where uh, the late, great Daniel Ellsberg stole 7,000 pages of documents from the Defense Department, gave them to the New York Times and the Washington Post. I won't go through all the details and uh, and uh, uh, maneuverings uh, legally that happened, but the end result was an opinion by the Supreme Court of the United States commonly called the Pentagon Papers case, uh, which is a six to three decision saying that the publisher of information that is of material interest to the public, uh, when he publishes it, when he receives it, holds it, publishes it, is free from civil and criminal liability, immune from civil and criminal liability. The government's answer to that is that Julian uh, helped um, uh, Bradley Manning hack the government computers. There is zero evidence for that. There was no communication between them. They didn't even know each other uh, until after the New York Times uh, stopped uh, stopped returning uh, Bradley Manning's phone calls. Bradley Manning um, was tried and convicted of espionage, was sentenced to 45 years in jail, and jail underwent uh, transitioning. His name is now, her name is now Chelsea Manning. Uh, after a five-year sentence, President uh, Obama commuted the sentence, and so Bradley Manning's now free. He went to jail for some other unrelated, made-up thing, but that was only about eight or nine months. He's now a free person. Your brother's potential pardon, Gabriel, was discussed between President Donald Trump and me his last week in office. Yeah. And I thought at the end of that telephone conversation that I had talked to the then president into pardoning your brother and Edward Snowden. And then the president changed his mind and he sent me a message. You did have me talked into it at the end of the phone call, but there were 15 people on the call. The other 13 didn't say a word. I didn't know there were 13 other people listening to the call. Though I'm, I didn't come down with yesterday's rain. I know when you talk mm. to the president, other people are listening. And a bunch of them sort of ganged up on him and talked him out of it. Ah, don't listen to the judge. He thinks the Constitution means what it says, and we all know better. So it was a close call, but it uh, it didn't happen. Uh, I well, don't I think, I mean, Tucker Carlson reported, Judge, that, uh, you know, that... that um, the president got a phone call from uh, from McCarthy. Uh, well, not uh, not McCarthy. The uh, lead, the Senate leader, the Republican Senate leader, saying McConnell. You're, you're, yes, Mitch McConnell. That the uh, impeachment wouldn't go well for him if he, uh, you know, pardoned Assange and and, and Snowden. So, I think uh, that that was a report that I heard from from Tucker yeah, I Carlson. I had not I had not heard that, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. By the way, that's called. 
a threat under American law, but that type of stuff uh, happens all the time. Uh, you have spent two days uh, in the courtroom. Uh, this is not an American trial or even a British trial where there are witnesses on the stand. This is lawyers for your brother making arguments to two judges. This is lawyers for the government making arguments to the same two judges. Was there much interaction between the judges and the lawyers for your brother? Did the judges ask them your brother's lawyers questions? Did they seem to respond positively to the statements your brother's lawyers made to them, to the arguments that they advanced? Yeah, they were they were interacting with uh, Julian's lawyers in the courtroom, um, you know, asking for more information, more clarity, uh, some further documentation. Uh, they seemed, uh, you know, I, I've watched some of Julian's hearings, and and the judges can, uh, you know, that that in the in the past have been totally dismissive uh, of Julian's defence and and a lot of the arguments uh, that are put forward, but uh, there was. Uh, yeah, there, there was a different feeling in, in this court, particularly when the uh, prosecution were presenting their arguments. Uh, that, that's when uh, it became uh, like something I'd never seen before in Julian's hearings where uh, the, the judges were pushing back on the prosecution's arguments. Usually if the prosecution is almost telling the judges what to do and the judges are nodding along, yes, yes, good, you know, good plan. But uh, there was a bit of pushback uh, particularly today, which which I'd never seen before, and I'm put down to a sort of mounting uh, political pressure that, and the mounting pressure from the media that that is uh, surrounding Julian's case. Uh, just last week, the Australian Parliament uh, voted overwhelmingly uh, to uh, a motion uh, calling on the US and the UK to bring this to a close and and bring Julian home. So I think that would have been heard loud and clear in the UK. Uh, there were a thousand, thousand, or maybe two thousand people outside the court uh, protesting, uh, and, and the media coverage here in the UK has been a bit different this time as well. There's been a lot more media interest uh, around the case, so uh, I, I think the judges. Uh, you know, my feeling is that the judges uh, are taking notice of some of this political pressure uh, that has been mounting up over the past years uh, since Julian last faced uh, the High Court. We have a nice uh, clip of you addressing the crowds uh, outside the courthouse, either yesterday uh, or today. Here it is. Hi, everyone. This is amazing. What an incredible turnout. Uh, I'd love to see everybody here tomorrow as well. This is uh, really heartwarming and, um, yeah, it really gives us a lot, uh, inspires us to keep going as Julian's family. As, as uh, John just said, uh, last week, the entire... Australian Parliament uh, voted on a motion, um, a motion in the Australian Parliament that two-thirds of the parliamentarians uh, voted in favour of, including the government, including all the cabinet ministers, defence ministers, and all of the crossbench. And that motion said very specifically that Julian is an award-winning Australian journalist, that Julian is being persecuted, is being held for exposing the misconduct of the US in its wars abroad, and that the UK and the US should bring this to an end immediately so that Julian can be returned home to Australia. This case, 
this treatment and this case, this persecution of Julian, has made the UK and the US an embarrassment on the world stage. It is their shame. And they can bring it to an end simply by letting Julian go and re-establishing themselves as human rights advocates that can be powerful around the world. So, free, free Julian Assange. Now that was uh, yesterday. Now your your brother uh, is an Australian citizen. It's quite significant and profound that the Australian uh, Parliament, liberals and conservatives, uh, would vote so overwhelmingly to uh, return him. Uh, the British government, of course, is as political uh, as here. Uh, the Tories temporarily, or, or at the moment, in power, don't look like they're going to be in power much longer. Do you think that uh, there will be some influence on the ultimate outcome here because of this heartwarming uh, vote by the Australian Parliament? Yeah, I, I really do, uh, Judge. Uh, uh, the Australian Parliament and the Australian government uh, the only ones who can actually represent Julian diplomatically in a, in a, in a diplomatic or political uh, negotiation or, or uh, outcome that is secured for Julian. So having the parliament uh, backing up the calls of the prime minister, the Australian prime minister has uh, you know, made clear to the Biden administration that he thinks enough is enough and that uh, there is no purpose being served by Julian being kept in prison. Uh, so now having the backing of the parliament uh, gives our Prime Minister uh, a bit more momentum to, to actually, um, you know, go and speak to the Biden administration uh, and, and uh, really advocate more strongly for Julian, just like uh, he has with uh, the Chinese government when uh, he's getting Australian journalists back from China or, or Vietnam, which we've done recently, which the Australian government has done recently. So really pushing them to uh, really advocate strongly with the Biden administration uh, and, and the United Kingdom to, to bring this to a close because I don't think Julian can win in these courts. You know, these courts have been, uh, these courts have been what uh, a sort of tool of, a, of oppression uh, or persecution of Julian. Uh, they, they have been willingly, willing participants, uh, keeping him in prison, uh, being, as you said before, earlier, you know, being the poodle, you know, being the poodle of a weaponized uh, Department of Justice that uh, brought this, you know, out of control Espionage Act prosecution uh, because Mike Pompeo went off the deep end. And yeah. so uh, you've got that those, I don't think he's going to win the courts. I think it's going to be political and it's going to be political pressure and the, and the political cost has to outweigh the benefit uh, for the charges and for Julian to be uh, free. Well, you know how many of us feel. I was privileged to be asked by your brother's legal team uh, to cut a tape, and I looked in the camera much as I'm doing now and directed my tape directly at these judges, from an ex-judge to sitting judges. I don't know if they saw it. I don't know if it will resonate with them, but we're all doing our best. Uh, please tell your brother he's in our prayers, as is his family uh, and yours. And who knows? The clouds are dark right now, but a sun might be right behind them. Thank you, uh, Gabriel. I'm getting goosebumps on my arms. Thank you for all you do. God love your brother and God bless him. And God bless Thanks you. Thanks so much, Judge. Yeah, keep up the great work you do too. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yes.
When I got up this morning, I didn't think I would be doing this, but uh, Gabriel had reached uh, out uh, in the middle of the night and said, I'm here. And once the proceedings in the courtroom are over, I'd love to uh, chat with you. I know you all appreciate it. I'm sorry it got a little emotional for a while. It's just horrible that governments do this. It's it's sad, sad, repellent that they do it and get away with it. Well, they're also getting away with killing in Gaza. And we'll be talking about that with uh, Phil Giraldi in just a few minutes, three o'clock Eastern. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.